set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Mahogany from 1975, directed by Barry Gordy. So we're discussing movies starring pop divas um, Mm -hmm. this month for our monthly theme. Yes. And I thought that it would be a good idea to start with Mahogany starring the boss, Miss Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I think the both of us have ever seen this film. Yes, yes. I've only um, seen, I think to my knowledge, I've only seen The Wiz. I think it's the only one of her movies I have watched. I do want to watch Lady Sings the Blues. But I have not had the chance to have the experience. And maybe that would have been a better pick. <laughs> um, yeah, like I've seen The Wiz countless times. We've had to watch it as part of my music education in elementary school. Um, and I've also seen another film that she's done with another pop diva called Double Platinum that she did with Brandy, where she played like Brandy's mother, who was like she was a singer who has like an estranged kind of tense relationship with her daughter Brandy um and she didn't want Brandy like following her footsteps as a singer mm-hmm. um but I kind of chose Mahogany like having no idea what it was about because I've heard a lot about it I know it has an impact on fashion I know it has some iconic looks mm-hmm. with the costuming and I kind of felt like it would be something for us to talk about. And I was kind of leaning toward this and Lady Sings the Blues, but I felt like Lady Sings the Blues could kind of go toward another theme month with like biopics or biopics, since it's a film that deals with one of my other favorite singers who I hold dearly, Billie Holiday. Like if you if you don't know about Billie Holiday, she's a jazz singer. I absolutely love and adore her. Wrote like tons of little papers at elementary school about or middle school so maybe we could talk about that movie in the future um yeah but we need to talk about who we're uh contrasting this movie with though and our second movie we're going to be doing um in the month is the bodyguard starring whitney houston yeah it's gonna Um, be our third whitney movie yes we've almost covered her entire um filmography Mm -hmm. like we kind of want to get her first film on the record. Like we've done waiting to exhale. We did the preacher's wife. <laughs> Sexy angel Dudley. Yes. You know, he, he should have wrecked that marriage. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go where it started with the bodyguard um, mm-hmm. to see like what they saw in Whitney that made it so like she can make a crossover from singer to actress which is kind of like what a lot of singers kind of do like we're seeing that now they've tried it with several singers like we've seen it with done with Beyonce we've seen it done with a lot of pop stars like Britney Spears Mandy Moore who has had a slightly more successful um career as an actress yeah I feel like Um, she's the girl she's the girl for like 
music to movie crossover. Like, I don't even know if the, the new kids know that she used to be a singer. <laughs> I don't think many people know that or it's not brought up a lot. It's, it's more her acting career now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brandy, like of she course. has done it. You know, she's played Cinderella. She has done acting and like, I still know what she did last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, she has done some TV work on the game. And um, more recently, she had the show on ABC that I feel like I'm the only person that watched called Queens with Eve. Yeah, I got um, Who was a rapper turned actress as well when she had her own TV show. Now she up there looking pretty. With some mm-hmm. very rich man. <laughs> yeah. She ain't gotta work ever again. And so far, I don't think she has <laughs> besides that show. But also, you know, Brandy and Moesha. I don't know if we mm-hmm. mentioned the iconic Moesha, one of the worst teenagers on her. But <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> had to a- learn and grow with Mo. Yeah. Now that we have grown, we're like, oh, child, you were not. <laughs> You are a terror. God bless. Uh, it's not your fault that your daddy was trash, though. But yeah, I feel like a lot of singers, um, the singing career is not enough, especially nowadays, because my God, the, the money is not there anymore. Everybody will tell you. But I don't know if we've had a lot more crossovers with singers turned actresses in the more recent years. Like recent singers, I'm trying to think. We're kind of seeing it a little bit more, um, more recently with Chloe Bailey and Halle Bailey. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> both of them are actresses. They both started out on Grownish. Um, Chloe is more recently. She has had a few um, TV roles. She has had a role on the Limited series so limited not getting a second season swarm which <laughs> is based on a fictionalized fictional fictional not real version of a pop singer based on beyonce called naja and a very very dedicated obsessed fan um and then hallie bailey is going to be ariel and the live version of the Little Mermaid. Brittany um, can't, she's not mentioning that. I'm smiling so big because I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that one for the show. Mm. Just you wait. She does not want to do it, but I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about them too because I haven't really been paying attention to any of that. I just saw um, people seem very confused that she, like Chloe, would do a sex scene um, like it's real. Uh, I just, I worry about the state of people nowadays because I just don't think that people realize that it's fiction. <laughs> All of this is fiction. <laughs> Not to detract from Miss Diana Ross, the boss, but very briefly, since it's a hot topic when we're recording this episode in particular, very, 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 very few films feature actual sex on screen that is not pornography yeah very few and they're all rated in c17 i'm pretty sure yes (laughs) so you're seeing actors act like they're that's acting that's part of their job they're at work those are co-workers guys like they're just acting and it's you shouldn't be harassing 
someone doing their job while they're trying to do their job. And when you leave comments on a post of Chloe, so like promoting her work, her art, you're harassing her. That's what you're doing. Like you shouldn't be in her comments saying, oh, I seen you in that scene. No, like that particular scene has very little to do with the entire series as a whole. Like it has so little to do with like it's out of context of what is going on in the entire scene, but it has like very little to do with the entire series as a whole. And you're harassing her like that's harassment. And you should think about that before you even leave a comment like that. Yeah, I'm going to just say that all you, oh, this person is their character, girlies. You are the main issue. <laughs> you are the main problem. I need everybody to realize that this is fiction and it's not real. And um, the person who said they analyzed the scene for 45 minutes, you going to jail. <laughs> you are going to jail. I will see to that <laughs> by the end of this month. Kamala, come get him. Because <laughs> disgust, disgust, shock, and ew, ew. <laughs> Uh, I have not watched the show because I didn't feel like it. Um, but yeah, I heard about that. And uh, y'all are doing a lot. Y'all are doing a lot. I don't understand it. Um, but hopefully <laughs> Chloe can do her job. Because I don't think she's ever gotten bad criticism for her acting. I haven't watched Grownish, so I can't really say. But the criticism mainly comes from her music. Um so I can't really give you like a like if this is going uh, if this is going to be like a a more of a less of a cash grab excuse me if this is going to be less of a cash grab more of like a long term career thing I don't know but I feel like it was more common maybe to see like a singer go acting kind of when we were growing up maybe I mean some people still do it but they should. <laughs> they'll do a guest star role and I'm like oh no that's not for you back in the studio you go <laughs> yeah you would get like a guest star role as yourself in a tv show yeah as a singer like hey on this episode of Lizzie McGuire uh, we're gonna welcome Eric Carter <laughs> Rest oh. in peace, Aaron Carter. Well, yeah, that was a that was a big ass deal when I was a uh, uh, like they were promoting that for weeks. Yeah, um, they did. It was a Christmas episode. That was a big ass deal, girl. And I didn't even know they were dating until years after that. <laughs> but very very rarely do you get like a singer playing like a an original role on like a TV show or in a movie. Yeah, um, and that kind of gets you an idea of what they can. Do. Yeah. Oh, so, I forgot to mention um, Lady Gaga. I don't know why I yeah. forgot about that. That's probably the one that's gotten the most accolades in the last few years. That lady got an Oscar. That's mm -hmm. crazy. And you could, and Lady Gaga, even though I haven't seen the film, I've seen clips, and Lady Gaga can, she could do that. She, um, she could do that. Oh, I've seen House of Gucci, <laughs> and I had a fun time. <laughs> um, but she's, you know, she's a theater kid at heart. So I didn't mm -hmm. think that she couldn't do it. I just didn't know how big she was going to go. But she did a, she did an okay job. I've seen like all the, the English versions of A Star Is Born. There's also a Bollywood version that I have heard about that I don't know what the title is. Um, so I did not like that version of A Star Is Born as much as I liked the 1950s version with Judy Garland. Hey, but yeah, I think yeah, I would say she's probably the last one that's done. 
true things. But did any of these girls have a Barry Gordy behind them? <laughs> it's not funny. I that man is. <laughs> I would. <laughs> my not. God. Um. So who? Let's talk a little bit about Barry Gordy. Oh, Barry Gordy. <laughs> Oh God, Barry Gordy. <laughs> so if you aren't familiar with Barry Gordy and why we would mention him, Barry yeah. Gordy is the founder of Motown Records. So let let us say that Motown Records is very important to Black music and music history. Yeah. Um, without Motown Records, there would be no way for Black music to have a home or to be played on the radio. Um, because it was very difficult for Black music to get on the radio. Like, white radio stations would not play Black music. Nope. Um, it was hard for Black artists to get signed to white record labels because of racism. That's just what it was. Um, so Barry Gordy founded Motown Records for Black artists. Um, he signed very important, well, what are, they're very important um artists like I think literally the, all of them I don't know yeah. of Motown uh I don't know of a Motown artist that did not make some sort of large impact um like you got Marvin Gaye you got the Supremes obviously I mean you, you have, have a lot of people Stevie yeah. Wonder of course you have Michael Jackson and Jackson 5 so all of these are like history making artists um who changed not only like every genre of music, they changed the history of it. It's yeah, all these are very important. And Barry is very well known. He's still alive today. I think he's 93. Yes, he was born in 1929. Yep. And he just recently retired like four years ago. So working very hard, but Lord <laughs> and, and the Supreme Shout. <laughs> he oh had God. a very distinct way of training artists. So every artist on his record label had to go through artist training A and R. So like you had to have a distinct sound, like you had to be together as a group. So you had to do choreography. You had to have a certain look. You had to do like media training. So you had to answer your interview questions in a certain way. So you had to be on at all times. Um, but yeah, none it, of you have a Barry Gordy, if that's the case. So that's a good and bad thing, maybe, because <laughs> some of you need it, but you don't have it. But <laughs> and we have My the, the Supremes, um, and they were founded as like a sister group to the primes which were would eventually come become the temptations so they started out the primates um and they were founded by florence ballard mary wilson and betty mcgowan mcgowan sorry um and diana ross joined them in 1958 um and they became the supremes in 1960s so yep he renamed them yes um they're probably one of the most important groups. Um, They're the biggest selling girl group of all time. Like bigger yeah. than TLC, bigger than Spice Girls, bigger than Dusty Child, uh, In Vogue. They are a huge deal. However, this is post Supreme. She left the group in what? 1970? 70? Yeah. And her and Barry were together in the middle of all that. Um, after, apparently after he divorced... 
his wife. I don't know if I believe that <laughs> necessarily, but I think it's very well known that he favored, like he had extreme favoritism towards Diana Ross. I looked up a, a, a interview. Um, I forget which publication. Oh, it was with Playboy. And he said, everybody knew that Diana was my baby. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sir, can't you? I mean, it's too late now, but like, have some decorum. <laughs> yeah. Because he made them other girls feel terrible. If you want to learn more about that story in a fictionalized way, just watch Dream Girls. That's literally yeah. how I know all of this because I'm not a Supreme expert by any means, but I know enough. Um, and also Diana said that she was very lucky to have Barry. Um, this is from a Rolling Stone interview in 1973. So pre this uh, movie, uh, he decides what's best for me to do. I give him total responsibility for those decisions. It makes it hard on him, I know, but he takes the time to really make sure he doesn't make a wrong decision for me. He has this kind of relationship with every other group, but I'm the only person that's really let him have total control. My goodness. <laughs> which it worked out good because he executive produced Lady Sings the Blues, which I think she got an Oscar nomination for that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, her first Oscar nomination was for Lady Sings, yeah, Lady Sings the Blues, mm -hmm. and she also received one for the theme to Mahogany in 1975 for this, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Which is funny because I read somewhere that this song wasn't even recorded for the Mahogany soundtrack. They added it, like, later, I guess. And but then they renamed it to a theme for Mahogany or whatever. And so it was not only for best song at the uh, Oscars, but then um, I guess it kind of shouldn't have been because they made it. I don't know when they decided this like definitively, but they said it has to be uh, an original song comp written specifically for a movie. But it can't be used like the version of the song can't be used in any other way but for the motion picture that is recorded for. Because mm -hmm. I think the song is actually recorded by somebody else in like 1973 and then they re-recorded it. But I don't even think they recorded this song for, for the movie. But Barry was like, fuck all that. Put it in the Oscars and it got nominated. But mm -hmm. this song is not my favorite. <laughs> I don't like this song at all, man. I feel so bad to say that. I feel like anything I say today has nothing to do with Diana Ross as a person. And nothing to do yeah. with Barry Gordy, really, as a person either, even though he's kind of terrible. <laughs> but this movie is such a mess. Yeah. This movie is interesting. It's interesting and it's groundbreaking, but it's also a mess. Like, I asked my mom, I was like, how do you feel about this movie? And she's like, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but you have to understand that, you know, it was a big deal because you got this black lady, like, following her dreams and becoming, like, a fashion designer or wanting to be a fashion designer. And she said she was running her own business and stuff. And I was like, but she doesn't really until the very end. And it's all negative. And she's not even really running it herself because she's not the one making the money. <laughs> this, this man is making the money and paying these people for her. So I just was like, maybe everybody is remembering this movie in a different way. Maybe. I hate to, like negatively speak about this movie because of how much it probably means to people but whew. I think this is a product of 1975 but there's other good movies from 1975 it, it is there are some good movies from 1975 She's talking about, are you talking about drugs yeah maybe I, did I Barry think, get skied up like that 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's his fault hmm. on this. He, yeah. I also read that he fired was, the original yes. director, which I don't know. The original director was Tony Richardson. Um, there was some difficulties in how he related to some of the material. Mm. And by I mean the material, I mean the the black people on set um and how they spoke. Um oh gosh. And the language that they were use using, like was it like, bad? Was it can like, you speak a little bit more ethnic? Can you make it more um, niggery? <laughs> and that caused a little friction on set. So I think that's what caused Barry to jump in and say, you know what? I think I can do this. That's good. Um, and so that what led to Barry being the director of the film. So that's how we landed here. Interesting. I don't know if he was the right person, obviously, but I mean, I think he might have been a little too close to the star of the film. Yeah. And I think his relationship to the star of the film and also the themes of the film kind of blurred together. Because a lot of the, the, all of the men in the film control and shape and create mahogany and you think that mahog it's mahogany's story but it's not mahogany's story it's yeah. how mahogany is created and made by the men around her yeah that's why i was like does my mom remember that i don't think she did remember that because i was like i literally just watched this and this lady's being just put from one one place to another this man don't support her dreams this man support her dream too much this man is just i'll support your dreams if you let me hit it <laughs> like it's getting a bit much <laughs> and like the what made me want it want to watch it is because like my whole my whole life i thought it was like a story of a supermodel like yeah. i thought it was a, a story of like the discovery of a model who had some trials and tribulations, but ultimately she got her dreams. So yeah. yes, like, of course she met a man, that man was probably Billy D. Williams and maybe they couldn't be together. Maybe they could, it was some kissing because it's Billy D. Williams. Of course you're going to kiss Wrong. him. Um, and something happened, but I didn't know that it would be what this is. And I guess- <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be like a Beverly Johnson type story. Yeah. Because she was the first Black woman on the cover of Elle, um, on the French edition of Elle in 1975, which is like the same year, so that might be. And she was the first Black model on the cover of Vogue in uh, 1974. So it could have been close, but that's not what we got. Because <laughs> I mean, it's not too far off. It's about a fashion designer. I have the um, general synopsis here, which okay. is... Um, this follows a woman named Tracy, um, who is a headstrong, aspiring fashion designer from Chicago, which for some reason I did not realize that this is about Chicago for the first like few minutes. And then I realized mm-hmm. like, duh, of course it is. Um, <laughs> because obviously the Midwest. And um, Tracy is a uh, fashion student at night. And she works as a secretary during the day for this white lady in a large department store. Um, her designs are considered like too outlandish. She's just too big for Chicago. 
But they also make it seem like it's a negative that her designs are only good enough to be in Paris and not Chicago. I was a little confused by that part. Um, she meets a, an activist named Brian, played by the fine Billy D. Williams, being very, mm-hmm. very 70s. <laughs> um, pre, uh, what, pre-Lando? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He carried that look right on. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think he, he had like that. Rollers in, ready yeah. to go. I know he said with those rollers in. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the hair just has a nice wave to it. That mustache, um, you get the sense that if he grew a beard that his mustache would connect to his sideburns. You know, you just have, that's a man, you know, that's, that's a man. <laughs> and he is an activist. He's fighting gentrification in his neighborhood, I guess on the South side. And, um, at the same time, she also meets a white photographer by the name of Sean, who invites her to Rome. She goes to Rome. She is remade into mahogany, which I will talk about that later because we we have to. Why is we have to talk about mahogany. why are all these white people? <laughs> I have such a problem. <laughs> so much of white people start calling me brown skinned woman. <laughs> Basically, <We> ebony, <laughs> ebony goddess, ebony queen, ebony goddess. Yes, I would have Nubia. Some... Ugh, Nubia. Nubia. Oh, nonsense. <laughs> Earth Mother Gaia. <laughs> I have so many problems. But yeah, she goes to Rome. She becomes famous. And um, yeah, things go left uh, after that. So I couldn't really find anything about the writers. We looked up the writers. One of them is a songwriter. The other one has done some random movies that we... None of us knew. Like, we both did not know any of those movies. Besides Alfred Hitch... Or, well, it's not a movie, but Alfred Hitchcock Presents. That was the only thing I recognized in the filmography. So, um, not sure how this all came together. I feel like they said that this wasn't originally written for Diana either. It was somebody else. And I can't remember who that person was. The person that might have been offered the role was Liza Minnelli. Yes, I think it was actually written for Liza Minnelli. Which that would have been a completely different movie then. Yes. Because it would have been about a dancer, probably. Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah not, not a fashion it still designer? Could have been a, it still could have been a fashion designer model. Um, but then we would have had to give Liza something to do besides <laughs> posing. I mean, she'd be a great pose, like a great model, because obviously mm-hmm. of her dance background. But I just can't imagine her just doing that. Because I don't think Diana sings, and she sings one time in this, and it's just kind of a jokey uh, song about mm-hmm. how people should vote for Brian. But that was about it. <laughs> she doesn't sing the actual theme. Brittany has discovered something. Give us the facts. One of the writers directed a X-rated film. Okay. Gotta put food on the table. Yeah, but I don't know if it's like a XX rated film or like when they were like fiddling with like the rating system between it was G like, and X. <laughs> like, oh, you said two swears. No, it gets an X. You saw a nipple. <laughs> Ban it. <laughs> um, but it was like an X rated film from 1950, no, 1975, mm-hmm. starring Richard Dreyfus and Bob Hoskins. Oh, and Veronica Cartwright. 
Mm. And it's about actors and directors in the 1930s who are unable to make the transition from silent films to talkies and thus turn to making pornography. So mm, that's actually kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, wait, (laughs) might have to put this on the list. It's called Inserts. So you know what? Maybe. maybe. Uh, Okay. Maybe he did a little something there. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> we'll have to check it out. We'll have to see if it, it'll um, it'll be enough for this show, or is it too chaotic? Yeah, got to put that on my list. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do know that Diana Ross wanted to be a fashion designer. I guess she learned fashion design illustration when she was in high school in Michigan. So I don't know. I guess maybe she has an input on how this story was supposed to go. Um, but we can start at the beginning. I mean, I don't think I have any other facts right now. But um, the movie starts with a really cool kind of fashion show where I think the malls are like in the dark and they have these like lights on them. So at first I didn't know like what exactly was happening. I thought it was supposed to be text. And then it really like, I guess the lights come on. It's a movement. There is a... Japanese theme, which gives me pause. <laughs> a, yeah. lot of the, a lot of fashion in here is Japanese inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty cool show and it's a huge success. People love it. And there's uh, some, I do not remember this lady's name. She's like one of the people who helps discover mahogany. Um, but they're basically telling her like, oh, you're going to make so much money. You're going to be rich, rich, rich. And Tracy's in there looking like, oh, I don't know about all that, actually. Um, so we get the, I guess, flashback to where she is a fashion student. Um, she gets in trouble for, um, I guess she was supposed to design like one simple thing. And she makes this like bomb ass, like fucking caftan or something. I, forget. I don't remember what it looked like, but it was yellow and it was beautiful. And her and her her professor's like, girl, like, just make something simple. Please listen to me. And, you know, basically that's her whole life. People are telling her to just be a very narrow-minded designer. Um, and she doesn't want to do that. So um, I think she also, at this point, she meets Billy D. Williams, a.k.a. Brian, who is an activist who was hollering at her, like Lawrence Fishburne in school days. Yes. And <laughs> the first thing I thought of. He's outside um, her apartment building. And uh, I assume it's late because she's like, you fucking yelling at 11 o'clock at night. So yeah. he is on a bullhorn yelling about like the needs of the community really, really late at night. And she's like, you have to get out of here because it's late. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of like have like a flirty exchange. And before her neighbors like throw something at her. I think weird. they open up a beer. Something. They or, like, pour something a drink And like drop it down out the window. I guess to shut them both up. <laughs> yeah. Because they like are loud because. Yeah. I mean, they're not the only late. people. They're not the only people on the street. I mean, it is Chicago. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, bumfuck middle of nowhere where everybody goes to bed at seven o'clock. But they're just like, girl, just shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> which I, I was like, well, damn, the neighborhood's a little little ref on her and also she almost gets assaulted by some man coming off the the train the, yeah and which i was like, also confused about 
he was approaching her like to hey. rob her i guess yeah and she like hey 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 you got some fucking money you got money you got basically money? i think she was offering money? to have sex with him but like like as a this is sex worker but she overwhelmed him be like you got some money or what <laughs> i watched that scene so many times i was like who was in charge of the line delivery in this scene because she was going so fast and i was very uh very confused <laughs> <laughs> and he was disappointed because she was like, oh, she's just nothing but a damn hoe. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess that's cool. So I guess we get to see Tracy being like, you know, street smart and she can t- take care of herself. She's street smart. She can take care of herself. Her exchange with Billy D. Williams. She's sassy. She's on it. But uh, also, she doesn't care about gentrification and protecting her neighborhood because she tell him to kind of fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, she's like, leave uh, alone. I mean, she's got a lot on her plate, I guess. Like, even though it will affect her eventually, because there are yeah. plenty of buildings that are being knocked down all around her, and hers is probably next. But she is just worried about her own dreams and. And, and he doesn't like that about her. That's what he say, basically. He's like, <laughs> you know, when they come in, they're going to tear down your shit, too. Like, yeah. you're next. So. Don't <laughs> oh, sound so threatening, but it is. It is threatening. It's going to happen. I mean, eventually. I, although, I don't know. I mean, I wonder how bad Southside gentrification was. Because the way people talk about it now is still like, we don't want to go over there. But. It was apparently really bad. Um, all the places, and a lot of the uh, big metros in the 70s were real, real rough. Because that's why I thought this was New York. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, white flight that left these people high and dry. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty rough. And she's more focused on her career and getting her career jump started. So um, she has her aunt make her samples. Um so she's really trying, but people just aren't really receptive to what she's doing. And I think she gets into another, no, she didn't get into another argument, but she sees Brian another day on her corner and she pours milk in his uh, megaphone and he thinks it's the construction workers, the white construction workers, that he gets into a fight with them and he ends up getting thrown in jail. And I was like, wow, what a start to your political career. <laughs> to a little I mean, I guess it would work, but I don't know how it works nowadays. <laughs> mm. <laughs> one of the things, like, look at this rough neck. But yeah, maybe back then it was all right. I don't know. He's like, he's one of the people, but now it's like he's a loose cannon. It's, it's over for him now. Yeah, the things that people will dig up on you, <laughs> kind of insane. Uh, and so she feels bad, so she goes and bails him out with a hot check. Um, and they start dating. They go play. Um, what is that? I, no, I, I, air hockey. Mm-hmm. Which I learned that air hockey existed in 1975. I had no idea. But they're into each other. They're cute. Yeah, oh, wait. He brought her a bunch of the bail money in quarters. <laughs> he, she was like, because she was like, yeah, I bailed you out, but I ain't got enough to cover. I ain't got no money in my bank account. So you're going to have to pay me back that $100 that I used to pay you back. And he was like, <laughs> okay, bet. And so I almost lost my mind when he starts pouring in the money like he quarters. pays her back but it's like quarters through the mail like the people yeah yeah and i was like no 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 why <laughs> are you doing a romantic gesture to you Brittany? no if no billy d williams showed up 
looking mm-hmm. like Lando Carissian. <laughs> yeah, with his cape and his um uh what else did he have? Let me look, let me look, let me look at his, his curls, his blue shirt, uh-huh, his, little, his high-waisted pants, his, uh-huh. his space bell bottoms, and yes. his boots, because I think they were boots and space with his little blaster. He's with the shits. Yeah, if he came up to you right now, he wouldn't do your letter. Not in your letterbox. And, I guess the letterbox are people. You don't. I mean, like, you don't want all the nah, coins. It'd be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> you better, uh, uh-uh, uh, you better pay with bills, sir. That's true. Yeah, what's quarters gonna do? All I can do is my laundry. <laughs> yeah, take them down to because you gotta star. roll. Like you gotta roll all them quarters up. Yeah, back then, now I would take them to the coin <laughs> star and let them do it for me. <laughs> Give me an Amazon gift card and you keep push. pushing. Do, do, do. Well, she's into it. She's like, yeah. I'll be down in two seconds or whatever. So yeah. they end. All the quarters went back in that air hockey table. Exactly. That's exactly. See, <laughs> thinking ahead, thinking ahead. And uh, I don't think he, I don't know how soon we figured this out, but he's not really into her fashion career and her boss isn't either. And her boss is kind of like, girl, you need to be grateful that you worked your way up from shop girl to secretary and there's 6,000 people working in this store and they're all happy to be where they at and you don't have to be behind the counter. So just do your damn job <laughs> and stop daydreaming. Yeah, get your head out of the clouds, girl. You ain't never going to be no fashion designer. You need to have regular people dreams. Which is like made worse. Regular people. Because <laughs> this is a white woman saying this. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, it's not like my auntie came and be like, you know, don't dream big. It's like, oh, you who are a manager telling me not to dream big. Also, (laughs) you know, you are colored, right? (laughs) Basically, that's basically what she's doing. So you need to be happy where you at. Because not many people look like you can get this far. (laughs) That's about as far as you're going to get. Yeah, it that every conversation between Tracy, not not even between Tracy, because the boss just, wasn't necessarily talking to her. She's talking at her. Been talking at her. Yeah, like all those conversations were like she's not going to advance in this career. Like you're treating her like she's lucky to have a job at all. Yeah, you're crushing her dreams, and you've been you've been a nice racist lady. Like that's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. Because every time they talk about it, she's like, you know, we have conservative shoppers. Yeah. So we're really conservative in our views here at this department store. Yeah. She mentions that later because I think this is the time where she meets, Tracy meets Sean McAvoy, <laughs> combat photographer turned fashion photographer, <laughs> played by Anthony Perkins, a.k.a. Norman Bates, a.k.a. Oz Perkins' dad, which is yes. so, it's not funny, but it's just the most <laughs> random thing. We learned that the guy from Legally Blonde, who, uh, what was his character? His name was David Kidney or something like that. Who, he spent his summer deworming orphans in Somalia. <laughs> I think that's how he introduced himself. And Elle Woods had to talk up his dick game so them girls would talk to him and not laugh at him on the uh, Harvard Courtyard or whatever. Uh, his dad is Anthony Perkins, <laughs> director of Hansel and Gretel, twenty twenty. I think. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't know. I really was like, "Oh, how do people know this person?" I haven't heard anything else about him since Legally Blonde. Apparently, he also did, uh, directed an episode of The Twilight Zone, the new one. 
Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he was also a note. Yep. He was a director saying, okay, mm. let's get this going. She yes. late as fuck. <laughs> the guy at the yep. beginning, right? Y'all late. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also uh, a young Norman Bates in Psycho too. Not crazy. Interesting. But enough about Oz. Let's talk about his dad. Uh, they made him normal until they made him not normal. <laughs> I was so... It was like a psychotic break. What was that about? Anthony Perkins is a great actor. He's yes, an actor. But something about this movie, uh, every line he delivered, I was like, what does he say? <laughs> Why is he saying it like that? I hate it. <laughs> I... That's all I want to know. Like, who was the script supervisor? Who was on set? Who was saying, say the words like this? Was it Barry? <laughs> Did Barry just take all everybody's job and say, I'm in charge now? I feel like maybe he's like, you know what? Give it give it a little spice. Because that's what I would do. I'd be like, you know what? Add a little bit of spice to this. Let's spice it up. <laughs> let's, let's put a little spice on it. Let's see what you could do. Oh let's make this goodness. a little weird. No, we got to bring it back down to earth, bro. Because this was... <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a lot. Um he was doing it was normal at first. So like he's a photographer. They're shooting something in the department store. Um and Sean is directing these girls and they're just not doing it for him. They're all white women as well. So when Tracy comes in, he assumes that she's a model and starts like shooting her, right? And then her boss steps in and was like, oh, no, 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 no not this one. <laughs> no, it was like, no. Not this it was one, y'all. very, it was very like, this one is mine. <laughs> this is mine. It was weird. Like this whole part was weird. Cause it's like, you, it was like, she's, she's just, she's just a secretary. And yeah. it's like, you not gonna say, sure. She could take a picture. Like, no, no, she's just a serious like she's yeah. mine. It was like very like she's my property as well. well the way she was delivered, it's like oh, gross. Yeah, and she, this is when she talks about the company is is um is conservative. Even though I feel like she said that she doesn't share those views, but obviously she does. So I guess she's worried that like if a picture of Tracy gets out and it's attached to the department store, that'll have massive implications on her and her job (laughs) that's what I can assume was the problem but Sean is totally into her and Tracy knows who he is because obviously she studies fashion so she is aware of his work um and I feel like after this is when they go to Tracy's neighborhood because I know they have a sh- another shoot with her mom with her aunt when her aunt brings the, the the famous rainbow dress that Tracy designed and he loves it. And she's, you know, she's spinning around and doing all her, her stuff. And her boss, of course, walks in like, what the hell is happening <laughs> once again? Um, but Sean, like, like Sean thinks she is a great model. She doesn't want to be a model. She's not really into the idea of being a model. She wants to be a fashion designer, but she's willing to do whatever she has to, to get into the industry and to make sure that her designs are seen. Um, which leads them to that fashion shoot in the neighborhood, which I was like, whose idea was this? <laughs> I don't think I realized how like 
sus this was the first. I watched this twice because I I just wanted to make sure that I was catching all the the details just because in case I assumed the wrong thing and I was like, wait, did you take them to the south side to with high fashion models? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these white models <laughs> in this black neighborhood. So, yeah, so it was like a high like the models are in the the fashion garments and then mm-hmm. they're in a old like a, a house and then yeah. it's just the people in the neighborhood yeah yeah he has like one model pose next to like this older black lady uh which i was like no wait a minute <laughs> it's, i'm trying to find like it's like you're it's like you're going to like a safari yeah, I don't want, yeah. National like Geographic, I'm on safari. We out in the hood. Look at the natives in their natural habitats. <laughs> yeah, but let's contrast it, them with this beauty, the beauty of fashion with the grit of the inner city. <laughs> yes, it's it it makes your stomach turn looking at it. And you yeah, had like it was gross. It was um Brian is there and he's looking at it and he asks a very valid question and it makes Tracy upset. So he wants to know how much the models are making. And Tracy says, oh, they make 60 to $70 an hour. And he says, well, how old, I mean, how much is that old lady making? Pointing to um, one of the other who, since she's there, she's a model too. So like, how much is the old lady making? And Tracy doesn't answer that question. She just like talks around the question. She's like, come on. Like they get into a spat about yeah. that interaction. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the first time I watched this, I was like, I don't like how he's being so dismissive of her interest in fashion because he's like, oh, well, it doesn't serve the community. So blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yes, but this is her dream. But at the same time, I was like, girl, like some of this stuff is real sus. <laughs> it is real shaky out here. And yes, you care about it, but it's also kind of raggedy. <laughs> um, and I feel like he also said some real, this is, he was going overboard because at one point, like, Sean is calling for her because she's working as like his photographer's assistant, basically. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brian was like, "Oh, there he goes. He needs another nigger." And I was like, "Excuse you, uh, sir. Yeah, <laughs> it's right in front of the people that she knows in the neighborhood. Like, how dare you?" Yeah. So he's causing tension for her at work because he's embarrassing her at work. Yeah, they can save that for um, home. Shit. <laughs> make i gotta make dollars in this motherfucker what are you talking about like what i still gotta eat yeah it sucks as hell but damn can we discuss this offline (laughs) yeah it like this whole shoot was not good also the thing about sean sean wasn't as pressed for whatever assistance that he needed he just saw her talking to brian it was like Tracy, Tracy, yeah. Tracy. Yeah, trying to get her attention. And then I think Brian ends up leaving because he's like, well, this doesn't serve the neighborhood. So. And um, Sean like yells at yells her name again. She's like, what do you want? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> which I was like, damn, bitch. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you might get fired for real. 
even if your boyfriend's gone, you still might get uh, the axe. But he just takes a picture of Tracy all pissed off. He's like, never mind. I'm good. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. I was like, ah. Oh, it's your daddy acting crazy. I was like, no, no, no. You can't be doing that. Yeah. I got that for a personal collection. Uh, (laughs) On his giant wall of models and stuff that he had at his house. Very, very (sighs) sus and creepy. Mm -mm. So I hated the fact that he, like Brian was being so shitty to her about her dream. I was like, damn, you can't just like support her, even if it is a little... If it's not what questionable. you want, like even even if it, even if you can't understand her wants and desires for fashion, mm-hmm. you could be like, "All right, boo, I yeah. feel you on that." You know, our politics don't align. Yeah, with that I see you working for the man, but <laughs> you know, I got you. I see, boo. Like, yes, I mean, you know. He could have been like, "I don't like it," but I understand it's your dream, so I'm just going to distance myself from all of this. But yeah, I just felt like it was kind of shitty. Back in town. Yeah, I just felt like it was shitty to do that. Especially, don't do that. <laughs> How dare don't, you call me a nigga? For the white like, people? Don't use that. Yeah. <laughs> that's for it. That's for us. <laughs> don't like, oh man. And in front of your work friends. And in front of the neighborhood. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah, like that's that's a mess. I don't like that stuff. So I felt bad for Tracy because I was like, damn, all these men are kind of raggedy <laughs> in yeah. varying ways. Like shit, she did not get your break. And um, so I feel like after this, he invites her. Sean invites her to Rome. He also says that he's obsessed with her in the most like weirdest delivery. The line delivery here, I was like, Tracy, girl, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, you do not need to be flewed out. <laughs> By this man at all. Like, you need to stay stateside. Don't go no. to Rome. Yeah, no. And she doesn't believe him either that she's going to go, like, that she's going to end up in Rome. He's like, oh, I'm going to call for you. And he kisses her and leaves. And I was like, yeah, Mm-mm. all right. And she said, thank you for the experience. <laughs> like, no, ma'am. She does no, that no, a lot no. in this movie where somebody would do something terrible to her and then she'll apologize or thank them or something like that. Like, no, like, this is this... a little bit odd. No, baby, don't. Even no. for the 70s, I was like, this is a bit, especially with her personality, too. I mean, she'll she's supposed somebody. to be sassy. Yeah, she'll piss like, out anybody. Sassy and like, mm, 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 like, yeah. pop, pop out. I was Fuck like, do you, not think, do you not think this man, <laughs> do not thank these men for the way they treat you. Um, so she, I think she goes and shows her work around town some more, I guess, to either get it made, maybe. I don't think, she, I don't know if she was getting hired anywhere but i feel like she was trying to get her clothes made by manufacturers possibly yeah and nobody took her design seriously yeah yeah because they're too outlandish they're good for paris but you don't you don't make it in chicago you just end up here and i was like i was having trouble like understanding that because i was like is she just not like she's too good for chicago obviously but it's not a good thing (laughs) like you could be in europe doing like couture yeah. But I don't know. It was kind of delivered. Like, I know they were trying to say, like, you're just, nobody's going to do it here for you. But it almost made it sound like she was too good to even be in Chicago, which ends up being true, I guess. But they made it seem like it was a bad thing. <laughs> so I don't know. It was kind of muddled the way everybody was kind of delivering that message to her, at least 
in my opinion. Um, and so she gets fired because her boss finds out. Um, and she's in the unemployment line. Uh, she has a big re, re uh, she reunites with Brian because I guess Brian's in there passing out literature. <laughs> yeah, he's camp like campaigning and yeah, you know, organizing in yeah. the streets among he, the people. Yeah, at this point, he wants to be alderman of whatever neighborhood they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so she uh, and him reunite, and he starts getting more political steam, I guess. And so he basically encourages her to put her fashion stuff aside because he's like, oh, I want you to come to this dinner and she's got a thing for class. And he's like, no, I fuck all that. <laughs> come to this dinner. Cause it was like, it was your idea to have dinner with these people. And she was like, yes, but I have something else to do for school. Like I'm having a show or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but <laughs> whatever. So she's just not getting a lot of support from her man. And um, one night she just ends up leaving him for all. <laughs> she just jets. She's like, well, tell him I stop by. Yeah, I love him, but I'm I'm out <laughs> Yeah, I, I just missed him on the thing. Mm. I, I'll catch him on the flip side. And since you this know. is what, uh, 40 something years ago, 40 plus years ago. Uh, <laughs> I'll send him a letter. You know how they Can't work. text her. You him when I see him. Yeah. It's like, here, you'll find my address one day. <laughs> Basically, because mm-hmm. uh, Sean has called her and was like, come to Rome. And she jumps on that plane because they're, oh, we paid for her ticket. I don't know. They never detailed all that. But hope she paid. I hope somebody paid for her ticket. I'm assuming that she was paid for. She flew out because she didn't have no money. Yeah. She, she bail that man out. Yeah, she, she, got she was out. flued out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a flued out story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so she gets to Rome. It's a little bit rocky. Nobody helps her. She finds Sean somehow, and he takes her into his weird little house full of model images that are blown up to size. I don't know what this woman had a name, but he don't call her by her name. He says he doesn't call any of the models by their names. He only calls them by things. Uh. <laughs> and I forget what this model's name is because also he was talking about like mahogany. Sorry, Tracy was like, oh, like I know this girl. She's been on all the covers of whatever magazine. He's like, yeah, and she's also been under all the covers in Rome. <laughs> and I was like, what uh. is, what is, sorry, what is your problem? Like, get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> and so he decides that because she's rare and brown and something else <laughs> that she should be called mahogany and mm. uh <laughs> yo listen um she says she doesn't really like it and he's like girl it don't matter what you like because you're gonna be famous off that name and i was just like i just don't know how i would feel being called mahogany by a bunch of white people. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, Ugh. if, okay, if you were named, if you were named by a white person, mahogany, mm-hmm. and the person who gave you that name, oh, God, that's gross. Like, <laughs> the person who gave, like, oh, 
the person who gave you that name was asked, well, why did you name this model mahogany? You, the first brown. thing they go say is like, well, they Look were at her. rare and brown. <laughs> and like, <laughs> they're the first thing they're going to say is they're going to reference your skin color. Yeah. They're like a, they're like a strong brown piece of wood over there. Like, that's even worse. A piece of wood. Whew, I mean, I know that's what it is, but shit, that's awful. <laughs> that's, even, that's actually even worse than the other parts. Um, it is crazy, too, because like this is post like black is beautiful and stuff like that. So on like the one hand, like I feel like if she had named herself mahogany, I'd be like, oh, that's tight. OK, cool. Like I get it. But like, girl, no. <laughs> like, and mahogany is a great name, like a mahogany as a one name. Like, yeah, boom. Like, Love it. Yeah. Love it. A strong mononym. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great name. And if she had named herself, I would have been like, sure, I'm down for it. But not this old creepy ass man. <laughs> like, but a weirdo, a white weirdo mm-hmm. naming you mahogany. In England. another country, too. He, like, and, like, he has exoticized and probably fetishized you. <sighs> and he just, like, named you mahogany. And no. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird because I like I read this thing about Barry and Diana. They used to call each other black as like a nickname because I think Barry said there was like around the time where being called black was considered as like an insult. And so they wanted to call each other black to be like, you know, black is beautiful. Like it was around that time and all that. So I was like, okay, like if you had like, I don't even know if I'd want a black man to actually call me mahogany either. <laughs> I feel like this is a name that needs to be given to oneself because I don't know. Because I just see too many, oh, my beautiful black queens. And I just can't be down either <laughs> with that because it's just another, it's like an other side of fetishization. But it's like, ugh, it's like hotep fetishization. Like, I feel like Barry and Diana, what they had was like whatever they had, but like this, I just can't. That's your, that's their business, which <laughs> I don't want to get into because like <laughs> Brittany's pointing, <laughs> Brittany's pointing very threateningly. <laughs> Barry Gordy gets a very stern finger pointed at him because you Girl. took advantage of several kid, like several teenagers. Yeah, yeah. She's all like, them groups were teenagers, like yeah. all them groups. Were young adults and teenagers. He's like 20 years older than her, or almost 20 years older. Almost. You met all them kids when they was like 15, 16, 17 years She's old. 78 and he's 93. So he just a little yeah. bit. And I'm not talking about just like the Supremes. Like, no, most didn't of them. You like groups. steal money from them or something? Yes, you took advantage <laughs> of their money and you need a stern fucking finger pointing at you. He says that no one wanted to be called black at that time. It's considered a negative word in the 60s among people that we knew. This is before black is beautiful. I said a word is a word and I want black to mean love. Diana called me black and I called her black. We wanted people to be proud of being black. I mean, that's fine. But yeah, yeah I just don't want to, I don't want any man to be calling me mahogany of any color. <laughs> I, I want me to figure that part out. I don't want, that would have been so much better if she had been like, I'm going to reinvent myself and call myself Mahogany instead of like this white man doing it for her, <laughs> which is the, it's, yeah, it's, it is what it is at this point. This is the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and, this is 1975. <laughs> I mean, I feel like somebody would like, what the hell? Even in 1975, yeah. somebody would came and be like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's how that feeling. That's why I was like, my mom don't remember this movie <laughs> at all. 
<laughs> all I don't remember this movie at all. And um, she goes to a, I don't know, go see maybe with some company uh, and with a bunch of white men. And they're just talking about her body and talking about how she's just yeah. not made to advertise. It's for a perfume. And they're just like, she's just not built <laughs> bodily wise to but model. Was- she ain't got no... No titties, no ass, no, no legs. No legs. I was okay. like, damn, like, what kind of shit is, what does the advertising going to look like? Is it going to look like Strong J? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> but, like, that's perfect model. Like, mahogany is the perfect model. I mean, perfume advertising is so weird. Because we just talked about that uh, Adam Driver one where he's yeah, on a horse in the ocean. Yeah, you just fucking horse. Yeah, but. <laughs> All you got to do is this. You got to wave your arms. Go. Yeah. I don't know what perfume advertising looked like in the 1970s. Actually, you should. You probably need, just need to have a long neck. Yeah, she does. Be, yeah, she, <laughs> you just have to have a long neck, really nice clavicle. Yeah, um, clavicle action. Maybe an arm. Yeah. You have a really light, like, like strong arms situation. Just a, like an arm situation going on. Like, mm. <laughs> it's just a little bit, a little bit of contortionism. It's a very like, maybe you had your eyes like by your elbow and you look over it like this. Like it's very, very avant-garde. Mysteriously like this. Oh, this is a good one from Old Spice. Very convincing. It's some lady dra- draped around some dude that looks like, uh, what's his Elliot name? Elliot Gould. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That might actually is that that's not Elliot Gold, <laughs> but it looks very very similar. That's from the 1960s. There's all different kinds. There's full body. There's a lady just uh, walking down the street. Um, there's another one that I feel like looks like James Can with an eye patch. Uh, I don't know uh. what that's about. <laughs> so there's all different kinds. So I mean, they were just being racist. <laughs> yeah, racist and nasty to her. And she ends up cussing them out and also saying that if she ever gets a cosmetic ass, that they can kiss it when she comes back. And then she also tells the one woman in the um, in the room that she should take over. I guess assuming that she's a model. And I guess she's the person that she needed to impress. And um, Mahogany is born. Cue fashion montage. Yes. And it's like, do you know? They needed a different, they needed another song. I'm sorry. Like, it was. That song played through the whole movie. It really did. I think there was like a guitar version, and that was about it. That was the other alternative version. Every time the song played, I was like, oh no. Like, oh God. (laughs) Not this. Not again. Please, please. Like, is this too early for Love Hangover? Maybe. Yes. Well, I think Love Hanger was 1980 or 1979. Um, maybe. Let's see. 1976. Recorded in 75. Oh. We were close. <laughs> we could have had it all. <laughs> could have had it all. But damn it, we didn't get it. Um, and I also love all the costumes. I feel like we haven't talked that much about her costumes in this one yet, besides the rainbow dress. Uh, Apparently, Diana Ross designed all the costumes. Mm. That's what... Um, she said in an interview, I can't remember where. Oh, um, I guess she said in 1981 that she said she designed all the clothes in Mahogany. I always wanted to be a fashion designer. My favorite outfit is, uh, besides the rainbow dressing with the spin, yeah. um, is the like purple 
dress, mm-hmm. the like slip dress. Yeah. That has like the poof on the one arm <laughs> or the like dunk tank look. Oh yeah. What the hell was that? When he pushed her in the water <laughs> in the fountain. Yeah. Wait, what is wrong with him? Mm. I was like, get the shot, but shit, like, can you let her know? Yeah, that that was one of my favorite looks. I like the hat, the infamous hat. It was like white with her. Yes. Was it like a suit or something she was wearing? Yes. And it had like a very like I don't know. We're doing a lot of motions here. <laughs> like, it, it had, had like a, a nice kind of wavy kind of like a swoop. rim. Yeah, I had like kind of a swoop and it was very, very pretty. Um, and she looked very like chic and sophisticated and like she was like the richest woman in Italy. And I thought that was probably, I mean, that's, it's a movie about a fashion designer. So I'm glad the fashion, you know, met the expectations. <laughs> Where parts of the other movie did not meet my expectations. But I thought that was my favorite. And there's plenty of montages of her modeling and getting more and more into her mahogany persona. And yes. they just even know they even put mahogany on the billboard over Revlon. Yes, it's like she has like a Revlon product. She's mm-hmm. also making waves, not only in like Europe, but stateside. Because mm-hmm. there's also like this one cut scene got me. Like as she's like getting more popularity in Europe, um, we're kind of like tracking um, Brian's like political campaigning. Yeah. So he's in the car with like some of his... Um, uh, I guess his like staff slash friends um, as they're going somewhere and somebody's like reading a magazine yeah. and while they're driving and they're like mm. yeah <laughs> and there they she the magazine back like look at that and yes. so it's an ad for one of her um, um, advertisements yeah and looks at it like oh yeah, like, what the hell? Because I don't think they'd yeah. really been in contact since she left. Like, she just kind of dipped, and that was it. And then he just, like, sadly, like, closes the news. The Newsweek, because it was a Newsweek I saw it. And he, like, puts it down. Come on now, Newsweek. <laughs> yeah, he told her she wasn't going to technically be shit, and then she in Newsweek. She said, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not coming to your little dinners no more. Bitch, I'm out. And um, I think after this is when they're walking and they are at a newsstand, right? And Mahogany's like all on the newsstand. Like all of her covers are there and... I guess the, I do not remember this woman's name. The lady from the fashion thing, <laughs> the Molly Agency. I don't know where she's Car- from. Carlotta. Is it Carlotta? I don't know why. I think it might be Carlotta. Okay, I'm. T- yes, we're gonna call her Carlotta because I can't remember. And I guess she's like, she. I feel like Sean starts to get a little jealous of how friendly Carlotta is to her and how mm-hmm. oh we're gonna be so famous and blah 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 and you are you are so famous and then this is when we get to. Oh, one of the oh god, the scene. <laughs> this is what we get to when they're at Sean's house. <laughs> oh god, no! I was like, no, Why? this whole time my notes say is Sean trying to fuck. Like <laughs> I wrote that like seven different times at several several different places throughout the movie. I'm like, no, he's mm. not. I mean, he is, but like, no. This but why is, is he not doing happen. this? 
Why like, is this cannot happen? Like, <laughs> this cannot happen. This, no. I mean, it technically please. didn't really happen. I was like, please, no. I mean, so, okay. I guess, so I guess Tracy slash Mahogany is like, Sean, you're being a little jealous or whatever. And like, I wish you wouldn't be like that. And I feel like he, she said something about you're trying to prove something to people. And Sean was yeah. like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> And she's like, uh, nothing. I, I was just, you know, making comments. I'm not talking about nothing. <laughs> she was like, she was like, you was talking to Carlotta about yeah. stuff about me, weren't you? And she, yeah. and she was like, no, nah, I was not. But now that we're on the subject, <laughs> let's talk about it. But then he starts grabbing at her and starts talking, I know how to please a woman. And I was like, no, not a rape scene, please, God. And she was like, no, you don't have to do that. So I don't know how this scene is. He starts like crying on her chest or some shit. Yes. <laughs> and she, he was like, it, and she's like, it's okay, baby. I was like, <gasps> this is not, I was like, first of all, good characterization. You guys, okay. She just implied that you might be gay. You just said no, and I'll prove it to you. And then you started crying. And then <laughs> yanking at her and shit. <laughs> you did this. And I was like, please don't do this. Like, mm -mm. please stop this scene and don't let this happen. Well, so it does kind of stop because he starts like crying at her and, and shit like that. Cause I feel like at the beginning she said something like. Like I owe you everything or whatever. She, or like yeah, and she was like, far. "I guess might as well." Yeah, and I was and like, "No, no, <laughs> like please, not guys. you, like, Tracy. Like please stop. Like no. nobody has to do this. Like Sean, you don't have to do this to prove you're a man or prove your sexuality or prove whatever you have to prove to yourself. Like you don't have to do this, Tracy. You don't have to sleep with this man." because you quote unquote owe him your career like nobody has to prove anything to anybody please stop don't do this like just cut it out guys like let's take a time out let's go get some tea just, just stop <laughs> also i feel like watching this now like post anthony perkins like career and knowing about his life i was like this is very uh like, come on now. Like, uh, I was like, damn, I feel kind of bad for him. I'm yeah, play like, like the weird gay man <laughs> when he like was gay. And I was like, oh, because like Norman Bates was a little different. Like that man had genuine like mama problems, <laughs> lifelong abuse and all that too. And poor Anthony Perkins, I think he was abused by his mama. This man had problems. And I just felt like it was a little, I know it's the 70s. And I'm like, oh, why did they have to make this man like the weirdo gay guy? That's also crazy and homicidal. <laughs> like, it just was doing a lot at one time. I was like, damn, can he just be an asshole? Like, does he have to also be the gay villain as well i was like okay like let's 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 time it out <laughs> let's let's do this let's do this let's rework this a little bit you know i mean i don't know i'm sure there's probably plenty of gay photographers that were around during this time um whether they were like out or not but it just uh, it don't stay right with me girl 
And this whole scene, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it like, like there's so many things wrong with this movie. <laughs> like, cause like there's so, it's like 17 different wrong things so far in this yeah. movie. And like, all of them we... are handled like so clumsily. Yeah. Like we could have just kept it to mahogany, girl. We didn't even have to get to this level. Like, yes, yeah, sure. I'm sure there's like in the coming up in the fashion world, there would be predatory people. But this just seemed like still a whole lot because she doesn't stop talking to him. And then they don't even really actually have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't do it. I don't know if he yeah. could do it. Couldn't finish it. I don't know, but it didn't happen. And she felt, she was talking about, well, it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world or whatever. And I was like, why are you making this man feel better? Other than the fact that he might try to kill you. But yeah. I'm like, thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> thank fucking God. Yeah, it's, yeah. It seemed bad, like bad characterization in comparison to how she was in the beginning. Unless you're talking about, you know, Tracy's changed because she's in the fashion world. But I just felt like she just cussed out a bunch of people for telling her she needed to get her boobs done. Yeah, like this. Yeah. <laughs> you like for something as important as a ghosty that your entire career as a model kind of depends on. Yeah. And you just told like a room full of people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I understand that people are different in different situations. Mm -hmm. And this is a very, very different situation. But it, 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 it's, it's very different than the characterization that we've had of Tracy this entire time. Yeah, it um, swerves uh, to the left. Hard left. <laughs> it was very upsetting to to watch, and then it doesn't get any more, like better because they fight at a photo shoot. This is when she shows up wearing. Um, let me see the picture that I, I literally just saw. It. It was like, oh, so pretty. It was pretty. I also kind of almost <laughs> I felt bad because the first thing I thought it was like connects in her hair. That's not. She's got like these extensions, like these long, like circular kind of hair sculpture that have like uh I don't know like colored string or something or yarn maybe wrapped around it and then she's got this very beautiful I don't know what you would call this it's like kind of like a collar or neck piece yeah but it's like kind of almost woven kind of I don't know mm -hmm. if that's the right thing is beaded it's very pretty the hair kind of threw me but like as together it makes sense and he, she wasn't supposed to wear that. And she, but she's like, I would like to show my designs. Like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to show my my work off. And uh, he snatches that shit off of her. And he, yeah. And she slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> Which I was but like, well, just, damn. There it goes She again. just stumps off. Yeah. And I was like, what happened to that when he was, like, trying to call on you? <sighs> yeah. Mm. Very, uh... What a roller coaster of a movie. <laughs> and I think after this is when there's the big fashion show charity auction um, where she shows up wearing one of her Japanese inspired designs. I don't think she was supposed to. I think it was supposed to be somebody else. So they're all very surprised that she's on the runway, which I also thought was weird because she's a model. But I think she was supposed to be wearing like an, another garment because she's wearing oh. her garment that she made. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because he just mentioned a, like a, a white. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, but everybody act like it was the craziest thing on earth that she was there <laughs> with her outfit. And um, especially at this time, I feel like Japanese style design wouldn't have been such a radical concept at this time period. But I don't really have an exact thing. But I, the whole audience is thrown. But it could have been, I didn't catch it, but it could have been like everybody was wearing a certain designer. Mm. And being auctioned off, like by that designer, and then she showed up wearing fashions by Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's true. Everybody's thrown, basically. Everybody's in the audience gasping. Don't nobody clap for her. Sean decides to humiliate her by offering five hundred lire. For the dress, which I don't even know what that was in uh, U.S. money at the time, but it was very low. <laughs> and everybody just, started laughing. Well, yeah, because I think the guy, the auctioneer was like, do you mean 500000 He's like, no, I mean 500000 <laughs> Everybody starts laughing at her. And I was like, what the hell? And this uh, very rich Italian man by the name of Christian uh, saves the day because she's embarrassed and humiliated and she almost walks off the stage and he's like i'm gonna offer 20 million a year and i was like god damn how much was that <laughs> and i think that was like the highest bid they had it sounded like it yes <laughs> it sounded very very expensive because he ain't about to wear it no so <laughs> i don't think he was planning on wearing it and uh so she thanks him after, but this is when I was like, not another one, because why did he be like, she's like, oh, you can have anything you want for me or whatever. Thank you so much. And he was like, oh, really? <laughs> we taking you up on that offer. And I was like, yikes, bro. <laughs> He's like, ha, 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 ha. right now, baby girl, let's just get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but he was serious. Yeah, I was like, no, Tracy, don't word it like that. That's like yeah. a riddle that somebody will solve in the worst <laughs> way possible. Like, please, please a man please, would don't, definitely don't do don't word it like that, babes. <laughs> like, don't do it. A man would definitely. I mean, a normal person, you'd be like, okay, thank you. He's I understand like, your gratefulness, but the man was like, oh, let me hit. I hit. Like, like, please don't don't word it. Like, you have to be very specific with how you phrase that. Like, I mean, they're at a charity option too. We could have been normal. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I did not just offer you sex in the middle of this fucking <laughs> charity event, sir. Catch a clue. This is not. A, <laughs> this is not like a language barrier or anything. You're just being nasty. <laughs> or am I being flirty? Is that what we're I'm calling it? Flirty. Just flirting it up a little bit. And I was like, damn, all the white people in this movie are crazy. <laughs> like, like gee, I mean, the, the lady's cool, but Carlotta's cool, but everybody else she encounters, I was like, yikes, these are very weird people. Um, very predatorial people. <laughs> Don't know if Barry was trying to make a statement about staying oh, away from these white people, even though you out there stealing, so. Mm. who should we stay away from and then as they have their one drink here comes sean just looking <sighs> like hey what what y'all up here somebody should have slapped him what y'all talking about <laughs> what y'all up here oh you you seen the news lately yeah me too oh mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. Boy, go on somewhere with all that shit, sir. That was so. Get a grip. Get well, a honey, fucking can grip. Can I talk to you for just one second, please? <laughs> just to, could I have a minute of your time, baby girl? Thanks. I wonder if he did that so she wouldn't tell. He was trying to get in there. He was like, yeah, about what happened earlier. <laughs> my bad, my bad. You know, I tried to coerce you into sex and then it didn't happen. And then I embarrassed you. You had to shout at me. I embarrassed you again. So now we're just going, let's just, uh, let's just, let's square it off. Maybe you can embarrass me one more time. Don't tell anybody what I did. <laughs> but he's such a weirdo. I, ugh, I don't. Okay. So I think after this scene, it, Brian surprises Tracy in Rome. Um, but he is not down for the lifestyle that she's living at all because she wears these expensive clothes um she speaks italian to the people in the i don't know coffee shop where the hell they went restaurant and um the parties that she throw in the people that show up just a little too androgynous for his taste level and i was like wow okay sir you clearly did a roller set before you came out here well why not you don't know that that's a girl and that's a guy. Okay, why not? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, <laughs> the Isley brothers wearing crop tops on the street corner. But why not? He made a big deal about that. I was like, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was, yeah. I was like, this is her life and these are her friends and these are her people. I mean, most of the people were quite were all right. I thought it was just really Sean that was insane. And this is when we get <laughs> the craziest, one of the craziest scenes in the movies. One of two crazy ass scenes in the movie. Girl. It turns into a horror movie real quick. <laughs> Ciao. Uh, oh, so I guess Sean is staring them down at a party. And he goes and I guess grabs Brian and is like, let me show you something in my other room or whatever the hell. I can't remember. Does it, I don't even know if it matters. And so they go into this room where it's like photos, but also guns on the wall. Like not even like a handful of guns. There had to be like 20 guns mounted on the wall of varying sizes, no, calibers. Like two walls of guns. Really? Like. One wall, like, it's two red walls. Yeah. Or maybe all the walls are red, but, like, one wall had a bunch of guns, and then the other wall beside it also had a bunch of guns, and then beside the other it. wall had pictures. Yeah, it was, was like, like, models yeah, and shit. a lot of guns. Yeah, because at one point, I don't know if it was this room or it was, like, another room in the house, he liked to throw, like, knives or or darts at the pictures of the models, too. And that should have been the clue that we should have turned our asses around and gone right back home to Chicago. But, you know, we're here now. So I don't know. They start talking. And then why does man pull like some gun on him in his face? And Brian wrestles him over the, the table. But this shit had me crying because he was <laughs> the way he had him over the table. He was like his head was on the chair and his legs are just stuck up in, in the air. air. Like, <laughs> and this the way is... the camera was positioned was like between his, was between Brian's arms so you could see his face and they're wrestling, but like nothing's being said. There's no music being played other than music it's from the, the next one. It's the slowest They just wrestle it over a gun and you just hear, you just hear. 
Yeah, nobody, nobody's really making enough sounds. There's no sound effects. Nobody's punching each other. There's kind of like, girl, I don't know. It's like one of those fights where you just like let go of her hair. <laughs> like, I'm going to go get the principal. It is- <laughs> Both people are holding each other's hair and nobody's moving, but nobody's letting go. It's like, if y'all don't let go, I got to go get the principal. I'm going to go get the principal. I wish somebody had gone and got the principal because it was awkward as hell. And then I think at one point, maybe, I don't know, is Brian on the ground or, or, or Sean's on the ground. One of them are on the ground. And then I guess Brian gets the upper hand finally. And he goes to shoot the gun <laughs> directly in his face. I was like, that would have been a hell of a way to leave Italy, bro. I was like, you about to go to super jail. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot shoot this white man in this house full of all these white people. Yeah. You about to blow this man's head off. You cannot do this. You about to go to super jail. Yeah. You're not getting back to America, bro. I'm sorry. That's not going to work. But there's no bullets in it. He does it. He goes. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh. Yeah, he actually does shoot at him and it does not work because there are no gun- or bullets in the gun. And then here go fucking Sean smiling like a lunatic talking about, oh, what are you trying to do? Kill me? And I was like, oh, wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> wrap the party up. It's time to go back home. We're done here. And Brian just leaves the party and Tracy don't know why. He's like, I just got to get the hell out of here. And I was like, you're not going to tell her that he tried to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> or pretended to try to kill you you're not gonna say y'all was in the rec room fighting with a gun <laughs> like this is a very kind of like 90s tv show special <laughs> episode fight in there you ain't gonna tell nobody about that i was gonna say this whole movie feels like it came on tnt at like two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on like a saturday <laughs> The more it went on, the more I was like, no, this is something I would watch with my mother when there was nothing else to do because cartoons are off, but we're not going anywhere because we've already gone grocery shopping and we're home for the for the day. Like, we're not leaving the house for the rest of the weekend. So now we're watching TNT and here's an old ass movie of the day and this is it. <laughs> this is what it felt like. It just felt like that level of like ridiculousness for a mid-afternoon film. <laughs> I think that's my worst criticism of it. This was not, this scene was not in my mahogany. <laughs> no, what was this? Like, where was this? Oh my God. Never. And you you know how my imagination works. This was not in my mahogany. No, girl. I don't know what the hell this was, but this was kind of ridiculous. And it went on for at least five minutes. So I was like, okay, so we gonna have murder? Oh, no, not murdering. He's just weird. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> you know that's fine and i guess tracy doesn't realize that i mean he, she knows that he's gone but she's like well the party is gonna keep going and she's dancing around she's dripping fucking hot wax on her those crazy 70s parties i guess <laughs> she's just feeling herself and she finally comes home and brian is there waiting for her and they get into a fight and he, I guess he basically just calls her like flavor of the month. Like she's just a freak show that they are kind of enjoying for a while. Which again, like, damn, they're like, okay. <laughs> just had to cut her deep, didn't you? Again, why can't you be supportive? 
like you see what kind of peril she in. Yeah. Why can't you say instead this of saying it. you the flavor of the month, say, hey, baby girl, you too talented. These, these niggas weird <laughs> and scary. <laughs> and you in danger, babe. Yeah. I got your back. Whatever you need me to do to support you, I yeah. have you. This motherfucker tried to kill me <laughs> an hour ago. I'm scared for you and your life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back to Chicago where I know niggas not weird like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why couldn't he have just been like, listen, can we do this like in New York or something? Can you make, can you make this shit happen in like London or Paris or New York City? Like we ain't got to go all the way back to Chicago. Like we just got to get you to another fashion capital and we can make some shit shake there. Like people know you now, you international. Like it's time we to can move find on a new Rome. photographer fan. Yeah. There's like, photographers right. everywhere, girl. Like, <laughs> we could do this, but like <laughs> we can't you can't be around him no more. No. Like, no. But he doesn't do that, unfortunately. He just says, and I hated this line. Time out. Success is nothing without someone to share it with. I've heard that quoted so many times. And yeah. I mean, that's a that's a banger of a line. But at the same time, like, why are you diminishing this lady's accomplishments? Like, if you don't have nobody in your life to share it with, like, why does it have to be you? It can't be her auntie. It can be her and Carlotta because she had a success. Clink, clink, bitch. <laughs> like, like, we killed Sean yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to that part. So... <laughs> I feel like this is the next scene. I don't really know, but um, it doesn't matter. This is the next big scene. They are on the motorway um, doing some shoots in a car. Mm -hmm. And I guess Sean is yelling at her for fucking up the car. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so he gets in the car and they're taking each other's picture. Like he's taking her picture and she's like, He's telling her that she looks terrible. Obviously, she looks terrible because her boyfriend just broke up with her. And um, she's like, do we have to do this now? Like, can we just have this conversation later? Like, can we just do... Can I'm, I'm tired. Can we stop for the day? And he's taking pictures of her and antagonizing her. And all of a sudden, the car just starts rolling. And none of the crew comes to intervene. She's like, hey, we moving. <laughs> and she's, he's like, it's okay. She's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Like, because you don't have your hand on the wheel. Can you stop? And she, he's like, no, we're fine. And he starts driving the car. And I she's think he, like, I don't even think he had his hand on the wheel though. I think he was still taking a picture of her, and the car just going on its own down some big ass like ramp or whatever. And she starts like freaking out. And he was like, I'm tired of looking at life. I want to see death. <laughs> Oh God! Like, so like please, please don't say no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it was so. It, yeah, that's when you're just like, oh, okay, we gotta put the emergency brake on. Where the e brake at? We gotta, we gotta get the fuck out of I will duck and roll up this bitch. I don't care really, about this garment. Honestly, just ruin the fucking outfit that you had on. Tuck and roll, girl. It was gonna hurt. You gonna get some bruises, but it was it was better than what would happen because. She's like, you know, trying to stop the car and he's yelling at her and, and he's like, <laughs> taking he pictures. Says, 
Then she's like, okay, you can take some pictures of me. And she takes the most insane, like, ah, like face pictures. That shit had me, I was, she in danger, but I started laughing. Like, I felt bad, but it was so, she's like, okay, I'll take the picture. I'll take the picture. <laughs> like, pulls this ugly face and she tries to grab the key at the ignition, but then the steering wheel um, locked. And so they couldn't like coast the car to safety or whatever. So the car just is rolling down and it goes down. So I don't know. This shit turned into NASCAR or whatever, because then it goes into like, <laughs> this goes over like this. Um, I don't know what you would call. I don't want to say a cliff, but it just goes over this. It flies through the air and then lands in this pile of dirt. Fucking trunk pops open. Everything is smushed. And we find out that Sean dies. Yeah, he gone. Don't know how she didn't die, but he maybe he got the impact first. Maybe he was like, it's time for me to exit back to the underworld because <laughs> go back down home with my demonic brethren because <laughs> he, he dies. And Carlotta is not even upset about it. No, she was like, mm, Sean did. Look at these pictures. Yep. Mm. All the pictures. They managed to get the role of film. They got the camera to roll of film. Also, Mahogany was in, uh, she was had a near-death experience. She was in the hospital. She's very injured. Mm-hmm. The person she was with, who she did have a relationship with, died. She is being shown. The pictures right before she almost died. Yeah. They're just like, huh, look at these pictures. Look at these pictures of you. Look. Terrified. Hmm. Absolutely terrified crying screaming i was like this is absolutely insane this is in lifetime territory by now we have crossed over from major major motion picture to lifetime original movie i was like y'all can't y'all shouldn't show her these pictures no it's a hot mess this particular point if she even want to see them y'all just showing her but we do find out that she isn't in the hospital anymore because she has been discharged by Christian himself because his family owns the hospital. So you can do stuff like that when you're rich. Yeah. Okay. So she's been convalescing at like a mansion. A mansion. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> she probably had a head injury and shit. And then also like she's like, oh, I feel like she like expresses gratitude, like oh, like, what can I do to repay you or whatever? And he says, well, I know what you could do. And I was like, sex at, she is bruised. (laughs) I don't know if she has a cast on. She's being pushed around in a wheelchair at the very least. Like, and she even laughs like, oh, in this condition. I was like, oh my God. Mahogany. All the men in this movie are fucking awful. So he becomes her benefactor and ends up showing her a very special room in his very large mansion because he has an entire atelier full of seamstresses and whoever the hell else and all the stuff that she would need to make collections. She is in this thing. The fashion is finally happening. Sean is dead. We got money. We got sponsorship. Comes with the conditions on busting it open, but we gonna worry about that later. (laughs) We making fashion for now. And this is when she becomes like a huge bitch. Yeah. Out of nowhere. She's hollering at them because they keep telling her that they don't understand what she's talking about because they're all, they all speak Italian and she does not. Kind of. 
Yeah. She's like, I know y'all understand me. Y'all better make these fucking clothes the way I want y'all to. Yeah. I mean, she she does speak Italian, but I don't know why she couldn't find in her. I mean, some a lot of fashion designers are like that. They go and helm these studios and other countries and they don't speak the language and they just don't ever seem to learn really <laughs> how, to, how to talk to their employees, which I feel like that's highly disrespectful. Um, Cause if you really give a shit, you would figure out a way to speak to your employees, but you know, it's a movie we in fiction land. Don't matter. Plenty of people do this all the time in real life as well. So it just makes her even worse because she's screaming at them. Mm-hmm. And also that was you like, I don't know, a year ago? Six months ago? I don't know. Not too long ago. You know, the shoe was on the other foot and she's terrible. And she is talking about how she's going to get them fired. She like brings over somebody to tell them like, do it like this or tell her to leave. And then she's like, I pay these people. And Christian was like, I pay these people. You Mm -hmm. do not pay these people. I was like, well, damn, bitch. (laughs) This and is he's why like, was, you gotta you gotta learn how to talk to people. We can't be talking to people like this. This is why I was confused. My mom was like, "Oh, well, she runs her own business and everything." I was like, "But does she? Like, she don't even have the money. Like, she's not in charge of payment. She just tells them what to do, and it's very harsh, and nasty about it. And I mean, the collection is successful." Because mm-hmm. we're back to the beginning of the story where she does her whole beautiful uh, Japanese-inspired thing. Um, <laughs> and then talking about how she's going to make so much money. But she, she's all like, oh, I don't know. I'm starting to feel a little, you know, success isn't really all it's cracked up to be. We don't have, you know, a boyfriend at home to tell you to do a good job. Call me stupid for having dreams. Man, he liked the Quincy of this shit. <laughs> Telling her she couldn't play basketball. <laughs> I'll play you for your heart, face ass. <laughs> you know, I just need somebody in my corner to tell me, mm, gotta try harder next time. <laughs> to beat you <laughs> at one-on-one at 3 a.m. Yeah. Mm. After this is when... She's like, I want to go home. But she means Chicago. Christian takes it as... He's like, oh, you want to go home? Ah! Let's see the Mr. Burns fingers. It's finally happening. It's all coming together. After months and months of funding your shit, finally I get to have what I want. Oh, my God. This is so... (laughs) So I guess, like... What? I get, well, this is crazy too. She's gonna go back to her room. She's like, he's like, no, my room. He's what? like, oh, you can go to your room, but we're gonna go to my room. room. <laughs> <laughs> Very mustache twiddling villain. Everybody's so weird in this movie. Anyway, um, I guess he's like undressing her right, and then uh, she started crying or something. Doesn't she start crying and be like, I don't want to do this no more? She's like, I guess, <laughs> like. And she says that she wants to go home to Chicago. Like she flat out says, I want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. And he actually buys her a ticket and lets her go. Mm-hmm. Even though he's about to force her to have sex with him. So I don't know. Like, how to change heart after all yeah. that waiting, plotting and scheming. 
He said, yeah. you know what, actually, never mind. <laughs> and then she apologizes to him. But she's not a yeah. bad taste in my mouth. Uh, this is, okay. I'm going to ask that question later. <laughs> Do not forget this question. So, um, yeah, she goes home and shows up at one of Brian's rallies, which I don't, I guess he lost the race for Alderman, maybe. I don't know. Either he lost the race for Alderman or now he's running for Congress. I was like, that's a big ass jump. But okay, if he lost the race and then all of a sudden he's like, actually, I'm going to try being a congressman. <laughs> I was like, this is very better work of you to. <laughs> okay, Pete. Everybody making these giant ass leaps, but um, he gets kind of read down by everybody in the in the crowd because he's like, it's going to take some inter- incremental changes. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> we need change now. And then she goes yelling some stuff that she had yelled at the unemployment office. And he recognizes her. And she looks like money in that crowd. But yeah. I guess she's, I don't know. I don't know what the implication is. Obviously, they're going to get back together. But is she going to have her fashion career anymore? But Yeah, like that was my biggest question because... um. <laughs> I hope she's not giving it all up for him. And secondly, what's going on with her fashion line? Because left all the that's people. an investment. Yeah. Like, those are jobs. People <laughs> made that them garments. We <laughs> seen them because she was just yelling at them, calling them raggedy bitches. So <laughs> Yes. Girl, I don't know. I'm hoping that she had a job because I, I just that's such a bad message for you to be like, well, couldn't make it on my own so i'm going back with my man and we gonna be happy and he gonna have his um life as a political whatever whatever congressman senator not sure at this point what the end goal was maybe i don't know for a black president who knows so um yeah enough of that fashion shit everybody in there is crazy i'm just gonna go back and be a wife i hope yeah. that's not it but yeah, one was- could wonder this movie was weird. Like, I, I hope it was. I had all of the talent, the skill, the charisma. I had everything. And I was successful in the talent game. But I didn't have my means. <laughs> like, damn, because she had not, like, received, like, a... I mean, she was new. But she could have been, like, a new... Yeah, a newcomer. She could... I don't know how early... Like, how old is the CFDA? Because maybe I'm just making shit up, you know? Like, that's also America. So that doesn't count, really. I guess she's she's making shit in, in Italy. I don't know if that counts. But the CFDA has been around since 1962. So maybe we could have got some sort of, like, award <laughs> or something. Hmm. Oh, mahogany, mahogany. Not yeah. my mahogany. This didn't go the way I thought. I was hoping it would go a little bit more, like success or you know still make your dreams come true but maybe just like pull back on the bitchiness and and setting yourself up with terrible men i like i i I fully expected the man to be terrible like i knew y'all was gonna break up it's the 70s of course like (laughs) that's just part of the game they broke up so many times too but damn (laughs) (laughs) like i just was not expecting all of this i definitely was expecting the gunfight i was not expecting the car crash and uh, like the horror elements it would yeah it got a little i mean you do have like a very well-known 
uh, I don't want to say a horror actor, but he's very well known for a horror role. <laughs> yeah, that's a horror icon. But like, yeah, like I wouldn't say I that that's his main. Like, was that his main thing? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Listen, I just want to say that they were doing too much. They were doing too much. It was going too many directions. We just just kept it about Miss Mahog and how she came up from nothing. And started from the bottom. Now she was there. Yeah. Like, why did we have to do have these terrible ass men and stuff like shit? Why did they have so much of the story? Was the problem John Byram? <laughs> John Byram <laughs> and your writing partner. Who else? Because why did this maybe just if it was going to be a horror movie, then make it a horror movie. Like, what was that movie that we watched? That movie was fucking terrible. Like, okay, like this could have been like Neon Demon or something. <laughs> just keep that vibe the entire way. They were just doing too much. So like, if you want to get Anthony Perkins to be like, listen, you horror icon, bring that shit the entire time. That's then fine. But girl, why did it do that? Yeah. Anyway. Like and even I, I guess even if you do want to keep the pos- like the possessive, like even if you did want to keep Sean's possessiveness over mahogany mm-hmm. and have that be friction with her boyfriend, yeah, that could have worked, yeah, better. You just had to reshape some elements, yeah, of that triangle because it's not even a romantic triangle, like. No, she didn't have to choose between any of the partners. So no, like, and it was all like gross how it happened too. Every man like was except for Brian. Everybody was like trying to force her into something. It was very. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian was trying to force her into something, but not physically. He was just like, "Damn, like you out here with these white people and that's trash." But everybody else was like, "No, we're going to fuck." <laughs> and I was like, "Yikes, bro!" It was very aggressive. <laughs> and. Also, like, she never, I guess, also, she never fully learned how to navigate. This is not a story about somebody learning how to navigate the fashion industry, really. No, I hate that they didn't go more into that part. Like, obviously, the, the, they did the modeling side. They didn't do, like, the clothes side. I don't really, I don't know if we've had one of those yet. Besides my recommendation for today and it's also not even learning how to navigate newfound fame either no it's it's not that story either and it's also not really learning how to navigate how to work like when you are um have newfound fame how your circle changes it's not that story either it's just like having a bunch of weirdos around you <laughs> like it's it's not I don't know it's just an odd story that I was not expecting at all yeah I felt like this could have been a lot better that's why I'm hopefully going to watch Lady Sings the Blues um so I can <laughs> you know get a get get the get the meat you know, because I, I don't think it's Diana. I don't think it's Diana. No. <laughs> if not, some of the line delivery was a little bit off. I already said that before, but I don't think like she was the worst part about this. That's just the story. I was like, why are we doing this exactly? She looked beautiful, though. Like, yeah. this is a fashion icon 
for sure. Beautiful hats. Love these hats, actually. <laughs> I'm looking at this picture now. This is my favorite. This white outfit is so cute. Outstanding. And I'm glad, I mean, it's not that it's bad that it was made. I'm sure a lot of people had never seen a Black fashion designer on screen before. I think this is probably a very, um, I, even now, I think it's pretty much a rarity to see this. In that industry, I guess, actually doing the designing part and not the modeling part, you know. But who child? Mm-hmm. It's been several years now. We can do better. <laughs> we can do a lot better. Um, so how are we, I mean, how are we feeling? Are we, will we recommend it? <laughs> okay. I, I don't feel like I can. I okay. I this is a very hesitant recommendation for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I would recommend it be just because. Of the costume. <laughs> Costuming is great. I would recommend it because of the costuming. You got to see all these gorgeous um, ensembles, the costumes that Ms. Diana Ross is wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we outlined all of the issues with the plot in this movie, so you, you do have to be mindful of that. It's just, and it's odd. It's not a romantic drama in the way that you would think it would be. And I know that romantic dramas don't resolve themselves in a happily ever after. It just doesn't really resolve itself at all. No. Like, it just just ends and it's just like, whoop. Um, (laughs) And you just got to be like, all right, girl. Um, Yeah. It's just an odd story. Like, yeah. But I do feel like it's an important story. Like, it's just a Black film that I feel like everyone should watch at some point in time. It's not like a priority. It's like, you gotta see this today. But I think eventually you do need to watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't ignore it. But I wouldn't be like, yeah, girl, you gotta watch this one. Like, drop everything. Hit up Tubi or whatever the hell. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this is not on Tubi, unfortunately. We had to do some digging for this one. But yeah. uh, yeah, I would be, I'm also hesitant. <laughs> I'm really hesitant. But I mean, at the same time, beautiful Black woman in fashion, very rare, I feel. Um, it's just, just not, it's not going to give what I, I hope it would have given. You know, we could have gotten somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, you live, you learn. Now we know. Yeah, we do. <laughs> now we know. Um so do you have a recommendation? I think I do. Um, I think I think I'm just gonna recommend what I'm planning to watch next and what mm-hmm. you were planning to watch next. Okay. So my next watch will be Lady Sings the Blues, which yes. is what I was planning to watch anyway after okay. watching this film. I just didn't have time to do so. It is kind um, of a long one. I feel like it's almost three hours. Isn't yeah. It? And I was like, oh, I just can't do that today. And additionally, because I feel like we've mentioned this a bunch of times already, but you, you got to watch Dreamgirls. Um, Dreamgirls, yes. To get the behind the scenes of the, the behind the scenes. The idea. Again, fictionalized, fictionalized, fictionalized account of the history of the Supremes. So it's not real, but it can say, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you Beyonce <laughs> um, it's not real but it's based on you know some of the his, like the details of what happened with the Supremes um, yeah but like yeah it's a fun movie to watch um, so those will be my picks okay I am going to say this is kind of an easy one but I'm going to say The Devil Wears Prada hmm 
is um, a movie I watch quite frequently. I think it is actually on TV right now um, at the time that we were recording this. But, um, you know, it's kind of a little bit of the same. Like a woman gets involved in the fashion industry. The only difference is, is that she has zero interest in fashion, which is becomes a problem quite quickly. <laughs> um, but, you know, she gets more ingrained into it. But she ends up leaving her friends and her boyfriend along the way, which her boyfriend is also not very supportive. But at the same time, she did not care about this stuff either. So he was trying to kind of remind her, you know, this is only just for a year. Don't get too involved. And she kind of was like, no, I have to sell out my friends and sell out my coworkers to make it to the top of this industry that I genuinely did not give two shits about maybe um, six months ago. Mm. So it's uh, it's an interesting movie. Great fashion behind the scenes of a magazine. Um, now that I learned that uh, that what's his face? Um, Stanley Tucci was supposed to be Andre Leontelli. I um, like it slightly less. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. No, no. It's on Tubi right now. Uh, I don't know why everybody hated Anne Hathaway like 10 years ago, but I never wavered. I always stood 10 to- toes down from a girl. She wanted that Oscar and I, bitch, I guess. Didn't she get it? Uh, she might have won an Oscar for a thing, but for, I have no um, idea. It was for Les Miserables. Oh, yeah, she did. She wanted that Oscar and everybody was like, how dare you want an Oscar <laughs> or something? And I'm just like, why? Would that be a problem? <laughs> oh, because she. Oh, I know why. What was it? Tell me. I can. Ask oh, the issue with her winning the Oscar. No, I mean, like, why did they hate her for it? Because nobody can remember. Because uh, she got on people's nerves. That's it. It's like it's so petty and. It's a press to her girl. It's a press tour, and she got her. You award. know how, like, when people really, really want something, and they do those really theater kid things. Oh, like, she's singing and shit. You know how when actors be acting, be acting, be acting. <laughs> That's what she did. But she a fucking actress. What's she but, supposed to do? Get up there and be shitty about it and be like, okay. She was acting like Lady Gaga when she won her act. Um, her if Oscar. there's only one person in a room of a hundred or whatever she said. But Lady Gaga got that Oscar too, so I don't know what you want. <laughs> yeah, you she, see, was, she was on that Oscar. You see how the, the rewards keep coming. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry that she had to do a press tour, but she got her award. I bet you she probably won't do too much after this in regards to press tours. But you see how it it, it worked out in their favor. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the Devil Wears Prada is about a um, it's based off a book, which is like a memoir of this girl's time in the offices of Vogue. Um, I can't remember what the exact premise of the actual book was, was she's supposed to be working there temporarily. But in the movie, she's a writer, like a, she wants to be a serious journalist. She ends up getting this job in fashion and she kind of turns into like a little bit of a monster. Not too bad, but she starts ignoring her friends and doing stuff for this woman that, you know, ultimately is not very, uh, just not very nice, you know, not very nice. Great fashion. Uh, I think it's one of the most expensive uh movies in terms of fashion because a lot of designers um i actually feel like there were some designers who did not want to donate their stuff because i think this was costumed 
by Patricia Field, who is known for doing the costume work for Sex and the City. And um, a lot of people did not want to donate their uh, designs to it because they were afraid of backlash from Anna Winter and Vogue. <laughs> but I think the stuff that was involved is really, really beautiful. Of course, there was a Prada bag <laughs> and mm. some other things. And you just get the behind the scenes in the fashion industry. But it was based off her time working with Anna Winter. So there is a very large, flamboyant man in the book. The brother wrote the book once and... Uh, that turns into Nigel, played by Stanley Tucci. But if you know anything about Vogue, the very large flamboyant man is obviously Andre Leon Talley, which I never connected that until he died. I was like, oh, shit, that was who that was supposed to be. That's kind of fucked up. Ah. It's a good movie. I've watched it several times. It's very like early 2000s kind of feel to it that feels very nostalgic. But also I just love fashion and reading about it and watching it. So I'll watch anything with a fashion story or angle. So I love that movie. But yeah, this is what kind of reminded me of just the woman who gets a little bit too involved in the industry and kind of turns into a mess and mm. loses her way. So if you want to watch that, I think it's on Tubi still. Go for it. I'm looking here. Did you know that Diana Ross dated Gene Simmons for three years? Please don't put that information this, in my brain. This is on Wikipedia. Mm-mm. This is... uh. <laughs> don't put that kind of information i'm i'm gonna categorize that as misinformation i feel like it might be real <laughs> i i don't care if it's valid information. they began That's- dating after Please. Cher, who remained friends with simmons following their breakup suggested that he and ross he asked ross to help him choose her christmas present but simmons actually detailed some of this in his autobiography no Yep. No. Crazy. <laughs> Very fantastic. Um, so next episode will be on the bodyguard. Uh Whitney's big film, massive soundtrack. If you were yes. there, you know. If you weren't yes. there, you probably heard. <laughs> yes. You might be a queen of the night. Yes. It might be. <laughs> And apparently this movie was supposed to be a vehicle for Steve McQueen, the white guy, and Diana Ross. Connecting. There is no fucking way I would watch that. Steve McQueen? Do you know, like, Steve McQueen was 26 years old when The Blob came out. He was a grown-ass man playing a teenager. Oh, that's not... that's, That's not... That's not weird. No. Like, what year was... Okay, we'll get to that in the next episode. I have no idea what that even has to do with this. But they were supposed to be in the 70s. Oh, wait. The bodyguard or this? Yes, the person who wrote this... <laughs> the person who wrote The Bodyguard wrote it in the mid-70s. And it's okay, for Steve that's appropriate. <laughs> Not for the well, 90s. Oh, like wait, The Bodyguard in 92? No. Steven, Steve McQueen died in 1980, so he would not have been able to play this anyway. Like, he's a ghost now? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, the ghost of Stephen Queen shows up to as a U.S. Uh, Secret Service agent turned bodyguard, uh, and he is hired to protect protect a famous actress and singer from unknown stalker. Which I have not seen this movie in its entirety, but I do know the twist of who ends up being the stalker. So it's going to be just as probably chaotic as this shit. <laughs> so I can't wait to watch that. It's going to be. Um, an interesting one. Apparently, it's not that good of a movie, critically. 
But the music will probably make up for it. And it's fucking Whitney Houston. Come on. It is a banger. They're going to fall in love, I guess. Maybe. Mm -hmm. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Maybe another weird white man. (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, let's... uh, you know, get our golden raspberry. 13 golden raspberries. No, sorry, seven. Seven golden raspberry <laughs> nominations. They had it out for her. That's rude. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Mm-mm. How dare you? Um, my aunt loves this movie. I'm gonna detail that more in the next episode, but I have very fond memories of my mom or my aunt acting out some of the scenes from this movie <laughs> when I was a child. Cause we had it on home video. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is part of my childhood. She was a thespian in that, in that regard. So I can't wait. Um, if you want to hit us up, leave a comment, any of that, you can uh, email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. While Twitter hangs by a thread, you can at us at blkgirlfilmclub. Hit us up on Instagram, blackgirlfilmclub. Visit our website blackgirlfilmclub.com i'm so very proud of it we work very hard on that please visit it and uh you know like subscribe all that i don't think we have any more announcements do we no not at this time no um yeah watch a good movie this weekend guys and we'll see you in our next episode yes bye guys bye